Blog Talk Radio.
Christian statement of, you know, I've been reborn, I've been, you know, reborn in my faith or my Christianity. People are reborn. That's a that's a term that much like worship, when I first think of it, I think of that more traditional, more rigid definition of it. So then to talk about it, to get into a more free, bigger, deeper kind of conversation about it is always interesting to me because I do think that's what usually happens for me when I get into conversations about topics that I have a a rigid or a small belief about. The more I talk about it, the deeper my understanding goes and grows, and then I don't even realize how deep my understanding is. So it's always fun to talk about things that I start off thinking about. I have nothing to say other than that, you know, reborn and the Christian idea of being reborn. So to see how that works, because there was a lot to say about worship and the idea of doing that as a daily spiritual practice. But now birthing would go on to really not being a spiritual practice necessarily, but a, a concept of how to say yes to spirit. Um, yeah, or how we how we live in the context of your your comment about you know if we looked at every morning mm-hmm. as a fresh birth, birth. Mm-hmm. Um, as birthing the day, birthing who I want to be, um, then in that sense we could very easily say that, you know, the daily practice of mm-hmm. looking at the world and choosing what I do from a fresh perspective or a renewed commitment, because it's not a new perspective, it's a, but it would be a fresh commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, a renewed Re- commitment. Renewed, I like that, renewed commitment. And to just be conscious of it, too. I think that's another thing, again, that most of these conversations try to pull out is to help me stay conscious of my choice, that I'm always at a state of choice in terms of saying yes to spirit, and to understand how do I make that choice in the moment, in every moment, again and again and again. Yeah. So um, no other connects to worship. So let's take a quick little one-minute break, and then we'll jump right in and get into this topic of birth and saying yes to spirit. Back to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path, hosted by Leslie and Tracy. And today, our theme is birth, and um, 
of course, if you're listening, you probably saw the program summary online. In God, there is no birth and no death. Spirit is ageless. And so often, you know, it's like, well, how can that make sense when babies are born every day and, you know, and we have funerals or memorial services for people and we say they die. But what is this idea that there is no birth, that, you know, your spirit really is ageless? Ageless. And the physical form, you know, may have limitations, but the physical form does not is not when truly when you are born that you exist in the universe. You exist in spirit. You exist not in substance, you know, but in spirit, unformed substance. And this the human experience of being physically coming into this world we call a birth. But the reality is that's not just when you were created. Do all faiths believe that, that we existed before we were born? I don't don't think so. Because all faiths don't believe that we are more than just a physical body. And, you know, and that, like, like, we believe that we are a spiritual being having a human experience, right? right? And so so it makes sense with us, for us, in that sense that, yeah, I'm having this physical human experience, but who I really am is based in spirit. And, um, and so, no, I, I, I don't think, you know, every religion would say they agree with that. But that's okay. Yeah, I was just curious if that is a universal thought, that there's some energy form that exists within us that existed before our physical birth, if everyone believes that, that that's the same energy form that, you know, continues on. But um, I think those religions that are those religious philosophies that have the distinct separation and God is a separate being, a judger, um, you know, an entity, a spirit that is outside of you, that is is, um, creating your day-to-day experience, deciding what's right and what's wrong and what's good and what's bad for you. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't think that faith traditions that are based in that theology would say, yes, the human being is really just a, a part of this spirit's experience. It's the human experience of a spiritual being. So if we look at the kind of the idea of being rebirthed every day or going through our moment in consciousness of, Oh, that word just doesn't roll off my tongue very well. But birth, um, are we looking at the spirit side of us? That's the part we're trying to awaken or realign with. Obviously, we're not physically being reborn every day. So uh, it would although be, there's something, some thought to that. Yeah, we're not being reborn as a newborn. Mm-hmm. But when you think about the the research or the science around why it's so important to get sleep, 
because your body truly is regenerating cells and and re-energizing and recreating. And I think it's um, I think the number of I think it's 18 months. It might be three years. It's either 18 months or three years. That those numbers are sticking in my head. That in that course of time, basically you have replaced every cell in your body. Oh yeah, I heard seven years. But yes, I do know that concept. And um, and so you know, even though we don't think we're being reborn, we're not being reborn as an infant. But I don't know. I think there is that physical process of becoming new mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And, and it's our beliefs about who we are and how our body is and what's going on with us that drives whether those cells are regenerated with the same aches and pains and beliefs about illness and all of that. It's because that's what we believe. Mm-hmm. So we can recreate our physical body through our own rebirth of believing of that. That the that's idea, an interesting that the idea. That's an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. What I like most about this conversation is this is a conversation that really represents almost a year ago when we started doing this show what our intention was, that it's one thing to sit and talk about things that you are 100% sure about and or an expert on. And there are lots of places that we can go and get expert information. Uh, it's something else to just sit and have a, isn't this interesting kind of conversation? Mm-hmm. Well, what about that? Well, what do you think? Well, what do you know? And so it's r- really obvious that this is one of those conversations that it's an opportunity to just explore a little bit. What does it mean to say yes to spirit in all these different con- contexts? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, this idea that there is no birth, there is no death, and what does birth mean? And and I love I love what you said about the connection of if we say yes to spirit in the morning, it's a birth, the rebirth of sorts, or a birth, the rebirth, a birth, a new birth. Uh, Thinking it's a rebirth. Well, in the context of in the context of the reference you gave a little while ago about traditional Christianity right. and or fundamentalism, the language of you have been reborn, reborn. Is, is is prevalent in the psyche, at least, if not in this conversation, and which is why I think it comes to your mind as rebirth. Right. And for me, it's just birth. No, it's a fresh day. When we say the morning is a new, you know, it's a new morning or a good morning, it's not a rebirth of yesterday. It's not a repeat of yesterday. It's its own unique experience. You know, today is a little cool, and yesterday was beautiful and sunny and warm for January. Dallas, Texas, yeah. And um, today is is more typical January, a little cooler, but it's still a little bright. We've got sun, you know. 
so it's not a repeat. Mm-hmm. It's not a rebirth of yesterday. Mm. It's a new day. Tomorrow, the weather forecast is ice and freezing temperatures. It's not a rebirth of today. It is a fresh day. So, um, so in my mind, as I'm thinking about it, no, I, I'm really comfortable with, no, I, I can think of every day as a birth, as a new opportunity, as a new commitment, uh, you know, as a day to say, how is my commitment to say yes to spirit going to show up for me? How am I going to express that today without any comparison to yesterday? So rebirth makes you think of comparison. It makes me think of recreation, repeating. I'm trying to think when I think of the reborn, I think there, the, I wish it true. If there is a traditional person listening, I would love to have that conversation with them. But in terms of, because I think that they are thinking the whole person is reborn into the Christian, Christ-like state. Right. Your sins have been forgiven, and you are now reborn to start a new life beginning today. Beginning today. So it's and it is starting a new life. You're having a new birth experience. And, um, yeah, I mean, from in that context, you're not repeating yesterday. You are repeating the birth experience, and now that you have been reborn, you learn to walk. You learn to crawl, and then you learn to walk, and then you learn to express yourself at a higher level, and your life is starting over now. Um, and so, yeah, they, I, they, they, me, when I was in that tradition, reborn was not saying I'm repeating yesterday, uh, but it's like, and, and it's not like the same shedding. life, it's a new life. Like you're shedding an old life. But, yeah, it is starting over whatever age you are when you are reborn. Yeah. You know, I think there is a a way that my external circumstance can stay the same and my internal interpretation of it changes entirely. So I wonder if that's a way of looking at kind of when I'm, when I'm in that state of acceptance or joy or willingness to um, be present with my circumstance and not be in fear or not be in anxiety about it, if that is a way of saying that I am um, having a, a new, a new, uh, a new feeling, a new, and it's not really new though. It's kind of just a freer feeling. You know, I've never given birth to a child. I don't know why I have this, like, such a symbol in my head of, like, childbirth. It's a very traditional word to me, birth. I can't get my head out of that traditional thought. What's the definition of birth? Do you have a definition of birth? No, but... I wonder if... That's easy enough to um, it's easy it. enough to find one um, to pull one up in this day of technology. Um, also, I, yes. Uh, I was gonna. While you did that, I was gonna read a 
devotion, when I was thinking about devotions, I was looking at nature ones. Uh-huh. Because when I think of birth, I think of, like, new seasons. Oh, nice. This one, uh, uh, never fear the change. The orange color seemed to shine off the surface of the pumpkins stacked up in front of the church for the annual pumpkin patch sale. Seeing the pumpkin patch is always my first official sign fall has come. There is something very life-affirming for me in the changing of seasons. It is as if the ritual of time reminds me there is a natural balance to everything. Everything has its time to come in and everything has its time to go out. My life also has seasons, and many times I resist the changing of them. Tonight I reassured myself change is as natural as summer turning to fall, and I need not fear it. I have a hunch God flows naturally from one season into the next, never fearing the change fall brings from summer. There is no panic in nature. Tonight I let go of my need to hold on to summer. So I wonder if in rebirth or birthing again, and I am going to think of the birthers every time I say that. Uh, in that context, if it's like a changing of the season, or it's a, it's a you know, um, a shifting of one kind of state to another. Well, I think that's absolutely appropriate when we say it's the spirit whether it's on a daily basis that we allow spirit to show up as it is today in full force and full effect, we are we are no longer clinging to the past season right. to build, you know, from the devotion. So often we cling to what we know or what we're experiencing and whether it serves us or not, often when it doesn't serve us because we know it, we're familiar with it, or we're not even conscious that we're caught in a false belief, uh-huh. and that's just how we're living our life. So when we when we step into the birth of something new in our lives from a spiritual perspective, it's like we're we're not afraid of... It's not like we're losing what is passing. It's feeding who we are becoming, and we're looking forward more than back. You have a, a you have a devotion about rearview mirror, looking in the rearview mirror. Oh, right. And to me, that's like that's you know holding on and worrying about and focused on you know winter uh, so. when it's time for spring. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And and birth is more like, oh, okay, winter was great. Now it's time for spring. Let's see what what new experiences are waiting. Let's watch for the flowers to bloom and which birds are coming back, you know, this month. And there's this anticipate positive anticipation, positive expectancy versus expecting the worst. Mm-hmm or expecting more of the same, that I think comes with birth. Um, and then the consi- the constant thing, since I keep going back to the there is no birth, there is no death, spirit is ageless, the constant thing is that spirit is ageless and spirit is unlimited, 
and spirit is ever-growing, ever-expanding. And so if my today looks just like my yesterday, figuratively speaking, if my this year looks just like last year, Mm -hmm. I'm not ever-expanding, I'm not ever-growing, I'm putting some limits around spirit and how spirit shows up in my life. Mm. I, I mean, I think that's a lot of why we get stuck and what we get stuck in or we see the same pattern. You know, and it might not be, for some things it's cycles, so it might be a seven-year cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, it might not be one year or it might not be one week or one what are, na- nature season, mm-hmm. like, you know, spring, summer, winter, fall. But it could be, I, I, in fact, this weekend I just finished reading last night a Yama Van Zandt's new book, or latest book, Peace from Broken Pieces, And she, throughout this book, talks about and shares the examples in her own life of how cycles or how how, um, things are repeated often because you're not even aware of how what happened is driving you. It may have had something that happened when you were a Mm -hmm. child. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, even someone who's very spiritually grounded, very connected spiritually, um, can be caught in these same cycles because they're not even aware of them. Or they're aware of them and they know, they just don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they get caught in a pattern or a loop. And would we say that when we burst, when we were rebirthed or birthed, that we would be we could have the potential of skipping out of that loop? I think so. Yeah. If rebirth is new, if birth is new and rebirth is new, then we let go of what no longer serves us. What that old pattern was. And that we are, and even in a fundamentalist or in a more traditional um Tradition, as you know, when you talk about being reborn, mm-hmm. that that it's yeah, it's letting go of what no longer serves me because my commitment in this new life is to uh, be and to follow the example. If I were in that tradition, to follow the example that Christ set mm-hmm. and to um, follow in Jesus' footsteps. And, you know, and things that I did before that weren't examples of the Christ consciousness, mm-hmm. I'm letting go of those. You know, it makes me think of, in 12-step programs, the concept of um, having had a spiritual awakening. Yes. As a result of these steps, that's one of the things they talk about, working in 12 steps and having a spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. And um, I can remember years ago being really when I was obsessed, mentally obsessed, and had a compulsive feeling towards food, I can remember the moment that I had a spiritual awakening and that compulsion, that that mental obsession was lifted. And it was certainly something outside of my doing. I mean, I had done the steps, I had prayed, so I had taken action, but the actual switch... Mm-hmm. And it was a switch. It was a one moment 
there was an obsessive thought about it the next moment there wasn't. And I can remember that, and I can remember that phrase of having had a spiritual awakening, and that is what I think about it. And it's fascinating because that compulsion or that thought pattern has returned on and off over the course of my life. But in that moment, it was kind of that that new, that birth, that everything's different, everything's new, and there was no real... There was no real reason for it. There was no, you know, the, the actual second before the second it happened was no different. The work I had done was probably cumulative in effect. Right. I was going to say, but um, it didn't happen out of the blue. Right. It happened in response to work. But why did it happen that second, not the second after, the second before? You know, you know I'm always curious about that when I'm relieved of anything that I'm, you know, compulsively thinking about or obsessively thinking about, um, I'm always fascinated because eventually the obsession will lift or the compulsion will lift for me or the mood will change. And I'm I'm always fascinated, well, why did the mood change that moment and not the moment before? Um, could you just accept that it changed and be happy about it? No, because I want it, you know, the moment before the <laughs> next time. So I always try to figure out how do you get it the moment I mean, before like, the could moment. You, no? Could you just not have to figure it out? Just be like, ah, I'm reborn. I'm reborn now. I want to be reborn quicker next time, faster, better. Could you just say, like, thank you. I'm so grateful for I this do say that. I do say all and that. And stop. I do say all that. And then next, now, how did that happen so I can do it better next Mm -hmm. time? Because, of course, you did it. Well, it happened, I think it was a combination of what I was doing and getting involved, getting back into the the, uh, sheet, the the little zen of life. So I do think, I am really grateful for it. I do stop and have that moment, and I really do sit in awe of it. But I do think that's my nature, to always be quizzical about how it got there and and to be quizzical in how it gets there for other people, hearing other people's stories. That's why I love to hear stories of people's, you know, transformation or moments of, um, you know, releasing from their own obsessions. If you go to AA meetings and listen to, you know, alcoholics talk about their recovery, there's always kind of that, um, those moments of, you know, spiritual experiences is the term they use in 12 steps, but I can see it being a birth, a different, a shift. A shift, that's a very um, universal term, a very new thought kind of term, to have a shift in consciousness. The big shift. You got the definition, is that the, def- is that the dictionary, the old-fashioned dictionary? No, I'm looking at quotations about birth. Mm. Our birth is nothing but our death begun. Our death begun. Oh, the hour which gives us life begins to take it away. There is nothing like a start and being born. However pessimistic one may become in later years, is undeniably a start. There's nothing like a start and being born. However pessimistic one may become in later years is undeniably a start. So being born is a start. Start. And when yeah, and when we say yes to spirit, which we can find ourselves making a fresh 
start. So that would be a, a a way to do it every day, or a way to think of it every day as a fresh start, a new start, a new day, a new. I can mm-hmm. I can I can wrap my mind around that. Yeah, and um, I do like this quote that kind of shift will shift our conversation a little bit. An Ernest Holmes quote from um, the Law of Attraction chapters in the Science of Mind text. Um, That in which the mind gives birth is and every idea is bound to produce an effect exactly like its cause. That to which the mind gives birth is. And so the the piece for me that that triggered was, um, you know, where does birth come from kind of thing. And when we are birthing a new direction in our lives, mm. when we are looking at every day as a fresh start, mm-hmm. where does that begin? It begins in what the mind gives birth to. It begins in what I think, mm-hmm. what I choose because of what I think, because every idea that I have is bound to produce an effect exactly like its cause. So if I wake up and I've had two hours sleep, and I feel tired and feel a little stressed because I have a lot of things to do, I still, it's what's in my mind, I can still claim that this will be a great day Mm -hmm. and that I'm guided, guarded, and protected by God. Mm -hmm. Or I can have my fresh start with the thoughts of, this is going to be a terrible day. I haven't had enough sleep. I've got all these calls. People are getting on my nerves. I don't have enough time to do it. I, have, You know, it's like I'm birthing my day one way or the other. Mm. See, now I would never have thought of birthing in a negative way, but that's correct, isn't it? You can birth. I'm birthing my Bad day. thoughts. I don't want to birth bad thoughts. I only think of good thoughts as birthing. That's interesting. Yeah, either way, you're birthing it. I'm birthing my day. I am choosing my fresh start. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's what hit me, too, because I was thinking birth, fresh, new, wonderful, fresh, fabulous, positive, right, pink baby butt. And And when I, you know, remembered this quote, it's like, oh, that to which the mind gives birth is. Yeah. And you know what's interesting here in the definition there is there's a noun definition and a verb yes definition for yes. birth. Mm-hmm. That makes so sense. That's interesting to me. Do you want to share them? I love that you went. Uh, I know. I just had to, to the dictionary, dictionary online. Dictionary You're a big girl. Oh, you I was, can do it. I had to birth a new behavior. And now it says an act or instance of being born. The act of processing or bearing or bringing forth. And the verb is to assist in giving birth, to give birth as a midwife, act as a midwife. That's, I don't know 
what is, verb is an action word, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. an action, like I'm running as a verb, running as a verb, right? Mm-hmm. So birthing, I guess I always thought of birthing as a verb. So birthing as a noun. Yeah, the birth. The birth. I really wouldn't have thought of a noun as like a person, right? Person, place. A noun is a person, place, or thing. So birth would be a thing, I guess. Yeah, the existence of what has it happened. It seems like it's a, see, she kissed me, then that, then that means like birth is a thing that exists, and then the other one is something that happens. So the other one is, my mind, what I've been thinking about is this action, this thing that I can do every day, this, this way I can say yes to spirit, the way I can have a meditative spiritual practice around it. And then the other one is saying that it exists already. It is a thing. It is, it is a, See, I like that because I think that is actually true. I think this spirit, this goodness, this wholeness exists. It is a noun. It, it, it exists with or without my participation. And that my actions, my, my verb birthing, then connects me to what already exists. That's really deep. Did you get that? Did you go deep? That's a really good example of how my mind is like, oh, that's cool. Because it's not like I'm birthing something new. I'm just becoming realigned with already the noun of what already is. Well, I could agree with you up to a point. And my point is the point where I have to stop and think, which, right. you know, we don't have time to stop and think when we're doing the show. But I, I wanna, I'd want to reflect on more is what came right before this piece of this conversation. Mm. If I wake up mm-hmm. and all the things I'm telling myself or it's going to be a bad day, I'm still birthing the day. So is that negative energy already in existence as well as positive? I think not. I think not. And so, I mean, I think I'm creating that. Right. I am birthing then this out negative or contentious outcome into my day, and I don't think that is the natural intent or nature of spirit. I agree. And so it becomes a verb then because I am birthing it. Spirit's not birthing it. I am birthing it. But it doesn't exist in its natural state. Negative, yes, and that's true. So there's no noun to the negative, but there's a noun to the positive. <laughs> I think it exists in the natural state of love or life or God. Well, I think birth exists as a state that that, and then we, in in the way that we use our mind, determine what gets birth. And that's get back to our choice about Christ consciousness or not. Do Mm -hmm. I choose to walk and to express my life Mm -hmm. or this life in alignment with Christ consciousness or in alignment with ego? Right. That is a daily choice, a moment-to-moment choice. And I don't know... 
you know, I hear people that have given birth to children. They talk about it's so painful in the moment, but then you forget the pain because of the joy of the experience of the child. And I wonder if there's something to be said in that metaphor in terms of when I'm oh, going yeah. through a change or something. Oh, yeah. You know, it's always not always positive. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's difficult. It might hurt. A lot of that in the uh, Van Zandt book. And really? now that I've mentioned that twice, what I will do after the show today is add a link to it, um, add a link to Ayanna Van Zandt's new book on the homepage for the show, for today's show. Um, and I think um, you do a lot of that in your book, Leslie, that, you know, in order to birth something new, mm-hmm. going through the process of birthing it, birthing the new insight, birthing a life that reflects a different level of spiritual maturity, that there's pain, okay. there's confusion, mm-hmm. there's fear, mm-hmm. there's anger, you know? I don't want to give that up, but I know it's not good for me, right. you know? It, and and that that pain is is often, not always and doesn't always have to be, mm-hmm. but is often the process. And for me, it's a lot of that either clinging to what we know. It's, it's not changing with the season mm-hmm. of our own spiritual maturity. Not letting go. Yeah, I I'm, I don't like this, but I'm holding on to it because it is what I know. I can't let well, I like that. I can't let go because it's all I know. There you go. There's a little bumper sticker moment. I can't let go because it's all I know. And ultimately, that is a painful process. So the bursting of a new, positive, affirming way of life is much like childbirth, that you kind of have that pain. But then once you're in that new flow, in the new experience of joy, the deeper level of spirit, then that's what you remember. You don't tend to look back. I, you know, like you said, it's funny because I, having written my book about my life and of some of the real trauma drama that happened as a child, as people read it, they a lot of feedback that I get is people that have known me like for the last year or two or three are like, well, I would never have known. You don't have that kind of essence that that kind of trauma would, I wouldn't have guessed that that happened to you. Right. You're you're not walking around the wounded child. Right. And I think that that's the most fascinating concept because that, I think, to me shows that the, the healing of that part has really, you know, been... Cycled, you know, it's been completed because I no longer hang on to that. Oh, it was the most horrible thing in the world. I've, you know, I've gotten to the side of, you know, my baby boy is my baby boy. Is he precious? I don't think about the painful birthing. I just think about the outcome of all of the things that that, that gave. Right, and how it serves your life now, and how you serve it in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so yeah, I think there's some parallels mm-hmm. there. Yeah, that that I just read the back of this little piece from Broken Pieces, it's, and I love that woman. How do you say her name? The Yanla Van Zant. Yes, I love her. Her, written, yeah, she's, her writing is very easy to read. 
makes perfect sense. But it, it, if you rebirth something, I guess then also, in this, and I can attest to this too, sometimes you don't have to rebirth the same thing several times. I don't necessarily have a rebirth, and it's like forever and ever, amen, you know? Well, that's why we say yes. That's why we say yes to spirit every day, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what we did yesterday. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter that we did that ten years ago. And I'm saying this for me. (laughs) I'm reminding myself. Yeah, so that cycle came up eight years ago or ten years ago, and it's back now. And oh, okay. So you can either I can either keep comparing. And thinking about how hard it was eight years mm. ago or ten years ago or whenever it came happened before, and that that whole idea of wait, I already did this work. Wait, mm. I already worked through that. What is this? It's not mm. supposed to be showing up in my life, and and be stuck on what happened in the past. Or I can say, oh, I'm birthing into a deeper spiritual maturity, and this just happens to be my path to get there. Let's like do a, this. Like a different layer of the, yeah. of the onion, so to speak. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, let's just, let's do this. Let's just do this. Um, have you ever heard of a Pokemon weed? You want to say that again? A Pokemon weed? A Pokemon? Pokemon, yes. Character weed? The weed that even if you leave like a just the tiniest little sliver of, it regrows and reroots? That am I saying that correctly? My uh spiritual advisor my spiritual teacher in Maine told me something about a weed and I'd written it down on my hand and I could have sworn it was called like a poke Pokemon weed and she said it is the it's a weed that is purple. It's purple or blue seeds on it. And is that the weed they make poke salad out of? Maybe. See, that I, might be Pokemon. I, I thought you were saying there's a cartoon series called Pokemon. Oh. And I thought you were talking about Pokemon, but oh. I, no. but like I think nature. poke salad is made from a a green leaf that is a weed. Because it was uh, a salad, a, a, a leaf or lettuce that was used in salads, and you know. But I remember hearing growing up that, yeah, it really was a weed. It was a way for us, you know, for people who didn't have a lot of money, and you know, that weed was available everywhere. Uh huh. And so they started making salad out of it. I bet it's that. Yeah, I bet that's exactly right. And, and salad. She, yeah, okay. And she was really, it was really a sign, because I was asking about this idea of why, you know, does the same thing happen? And, and specifically, there was a person who, you know, I think has done a tremendous amount of work, and how she got she got caught up in a, a rather simple, kind of got tripped up. And she, my spiritual teacher was making the connection that, you know, like that weed, there's some core issues that just sort of stay a little tiny bit, stay seated in us, mm-hmm. and then when we hit certain life experience, that we just flowers again, flowers yeah. again. I thought that was interesting. And so then the birthing of, you know, that experience that I thought was done. It's really a new experience. Oh, good point, yeah. 
it's really a new experience with a new opportunity to, like you said, pull another layer, peel another layer off the onion, um, or heal it at an even deeper level mm-hmm. that you healed it at two levels or three levels, and now you can heal that at an even deeper level because you have a more a stronger spiritual practice or a deeper mm-hmm. spiritual understanding. Right. Um, so in that sense, it's not a failure that you're seeing it again. It's really something that you should be congratulating yourself for that, wow, this is coming up at an even deeper level than I ever knew it existed. And I see that's an interesting concept for me, to be able to see that as, oh, as, as a positive versus, oh, my goodness, how could I not be over this issue yet? So, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good reminder. And, you know, that goes back to the idea of the more I fight something or the more I'm in resistance to something, you know, I'm creating it. So if I give up and let it, you know, die a natural death so I can be born. And I think there are times when we recreate the old at the same level. When we're, we're, if we revert or regress in our behavior and, and are doing the same behaviors that, created whatever that is that we don't like in our mm-hmm. lives, then I think, okay, we're really, you didn't really heal it at, at level one. Right. You're Because you're still behaving at level one. Mm-hmm. But if you have cleaned that up and then you, you know, it comes up again, but your behavior really isn't the same as it was before, it's like, okay, well, you got, you know, you took one step up. hmm Mm-hmm. And now your behavior is a little different, and so this this outpicturing is coming up again. There's something. There's another thing for you, another layer mm-hmm. for you to peel away. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you're just um, you know doing the same things you were doing before, then you n- didn't really heal it the first time at the first level, right? If that makes any sense it at does. all to me. And it's that saying, again, 12-step saying, doing the same thing, expecting a different result is insanity. So that would be... Yeah, and I, th- I think in the Van Zandt book, there are, there are I, not I think, I know, there are a half dozen really powerful examples of, you know, how um, dysfunctional behavior that you don't even know you're learning, but you pick up in reaction to what's going on in your family of origin. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, she's a internationally renowned speaker spiritual leader right and you know has written amazing books and has helped millions of people um be more connected at a spiritual level and you know for her to notice patterns that she thought that she was sure mm. she had healed and she was sure that she was and she was um demonstrating different behaviors so that that same result wouldn't happen, mm-hmm. you know, and then to realize, you know, 30 years later, you know, of making lots of changes, that the same outcome came because she hadn't seen it from, you know, it's like if you look at everything from the east and you keep working at it, working at it, working at it, and you fix everything that you can see from the east, and then all of a sudden you get on the west, and you see a whole different Mm. aspect of it. Right. 
that you could never see as long as you're standing in the east, you know. And so it's like she has some great examples of of that um, in the book where, okay, I can see this clearly. I'm standing at the east and I need to fix A, B, and C, and I'm willing to do the work to do that and go along. And 10 years later it's like, oh, okay, how did I get over? I'm over here looking at it from the west. Oh, my. It's really the same outcome. It just is prettier mm-hmm. than it was. So now let me fix A, B, and C. And it's really hard. Uh, I remember somebody saying one time, if you get really so deep in your journey that you can see that, if you're trying to make me feel better, that you can see that as a positive thing that you're able to really take it to that deeper and deeper and deeper mm-hmm. level. Instead of just saying I'm a slow student, I think that was their way of saying, you know, it's a deeper and deeper and deeper level. So, yeah, so, yeah, it is interesting that you really can get tripped up by those same things in a different way and have a different exposure, a different opportunity to to birth a different choice, to birth a different outcome. And I guess if we make a conscious choice to look at it in terms of birthing something positive, then in many ways we do have the opportunity to to um to make that choice to say yes and to to make it a spiritual thing and not a human oh my goodness how could this happen again and spend two or three days in the bed eating pie oh that's just me sorry <laughs> but you know this about yourself and that's the beginning just that awareness is always the first step to everything isn't it uh yeah it is a starting point. It is that. So, um, anything else on birth? The birth of new ideas or new cycles? The birth or rebirth of Christ consciousness in our daily life? Mm. The birth of human form compared to the birthless, deathless experience? experience of spirit. You know, there is something really engaging and enlivening, enlivening, is that a word? But it's certainly life-affirming in this spring when you see the birth of the birds, you see the birth of the, you know, go to the zoos and see the babies, although I don't do that because I hate zoos, but, you know, the, the little tiny babies that are being born in nature, that's such a uh, life-affirming experience. And if I can look at birth my day in a life-affirming, spring-like anticipation, that would be very, very good for me. I was getting ready to say, but don't you do that every morning when you open the center for meditation at 7 a.m.? But as soon as I was getting ready to ask you that, I realized you have to get to the center first. And that hour between getting up, getting dressed, getting through traffic, getting there before 7 is probably not always, <laughs> right, it's not always the kind of birth. Right, yeah. But that is an example of, you know, be, saying yes to spirit and doing that, which is definitely saying yes to spirit in terms of offering that to the community and certainly selfishly 
knowing that I meditate better in a group experience and certainly in, in, in a space um, like the Center for Spiritual Living where you have that energy of that sanctuary, of that center, um, it's very selfish to want to be able to do that. So it is saying yes to spirit, but it is most days a bitter start. You know, I'm not as joyfully going towards that as I could be. But then once I get there, you know, I settle into it and it's like, oh, nice. And then it shifts the day. So that's always nice, too. Yeah, so your rebirth only comes an hour after you start your day instead <laughs> yeah. of from the time you start your right, day. Right, right, right. And, and it works. It works. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, um, today was birth, and uh, next week is death. Man. That impresses me. I think, oh, yeah, okay, good. I have a week to... Well, yeah. you know, it is interesting yeah. how we, you know, just sit down every so often, every two or three months and make a list of, okay, here are the topics, here. let's just put them down, and then we completely forget about it until the week of the show. And, uh, yeah, birth and then death sounded like a good idea yeah. at the time. <laughs> really profound concepts to philosophize about for an hour. Um, and, I, and after doing a few weeks of spiritual practices, which is how we started the year, mm-hmm. um, things that we are very grounded in and, you know, have lots and lots of examples, it is kind of fun to just 